wonderful week of healing the whole person. We are happy to have Father Michael Sparrow, SJ, one of our regulars today. As you know him well, he is a retreat director and spiritual director at the Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House in Barrington. And he holds uh, MFA from Yale School of Drama, and he's a doctor of ministry from St. Mary of the Lake in Mundelein, Illinois. Um, Father today is going to be speaking about healing the wounds of division within the body of Christ, uh, praying and working for Christian unity. He will be reflecting on his recent ecumenical pilgrimage to Rome and his meeting Pope Francis. So, Father, welcome. Very exciting. Thank you, Joan. I'm delighted delighted to be back at WSFI. Uh, the occasion for the visit was uh, this past Pentecost, the Catholic Charismatic Renewal celebrated 50 years since the uh, inception at Duquesne University with a special outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And uh, Pope Francis uh, prepared for this uh, two years ago, actually. He invited uh, evangelical leaders and Catholic leaders of the Charismatic Renewal to join him in this huge worldwide celebration of uh, 50 years of the Charismatic Renewal. Um, so I was one of um, 30,000 Catholic Charismatics from around the world that gathered together. And then there were two and, and the event started on the Wednesday before Pentecost and then continued with uh, workshops and prayer meetings and special masses throughout uh, all of the major basilicas in Rome. And then it climaxed in two major events. There was a prayer vigil in the Circus Maximus the night before Pentecost, and then there was a solemn high mass right there in St. Peter's Square on the actual feast of, of Pentecost itself. Both of those were uh, tremendously exciting. Uh, in preparation for that, Pope Francis, who brought the charismatic renewal to Argentina, invited charismatic leaders uh, in the evangelical and Protestant tradition to join him. I thought that was especially brilliant on his part because um, the, the passion in the heart of Pope Francis is that Jesus's prayer for unity might be realized. I thought it might be helpful to just read from John's Gospel, chapter 17, verses 20 and following. Now, the context for this is this is part of the Last Supper discourse. It's the night before Jesus dies. He has his disciples to get together. And in John's Gospel, Jesus is looking throughout history, and he's praying not only for his disciples, but he's praying for us. He's praying for all those who will believe because of their witness. And this is Jesus' prayer. I pray not only for them, Father, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Those are verses 20 and 21. Jesus praying for the apostles, praying for those who will believe because of their witness, praying that we may be one in our faith in Jesus and that that will be the testimony to the world 
that the Father indeed did send Jesus. Because the natural order of things is that we disagree with each other, that we argue, that we fight. Original sin is very alive and active within our world. You just look at the state of our country and the state of the world with this polarization that is going on with the infighting, with the increased tension. Jesus said, how will people know that I truly am sent from the Father? It will be the unity among my believers. That passage and others, I I believe, inspired Pope Francis to make of this Pentecost celebration an ecumenical exercise. So he invited these ecumenical leaders from around the world to join him. Now, the sad reality is in the Christian church, one of the things that most divides us, unfortunately, is our celebration of Eucharist. This great prayer of thanksgiving, the great gift that Jesus gave to the to the church, were divided over the nature of religious orders, who can preside, who can't preside. We're divided over what's the nature of real presence within the within the Eucharist, how often does it get celebrated. Those are very real and contentious issues within the uh, Christian churches. But Can we come together and proclaim our belief in Jesus as Lord? Yes, absolutely. So the big climactic uh, event began with this celebration of uh, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, in a prayer vigil on on that Saturday before Pentecost. And... As I said, there were 30,000 Catholic charismatics. There were 100 evangelical leaders from all around the world. And then the numbers uh, of the Italians who hadn't officially registered but who swelled the numbers uh, brought it up to 100,000 people that gathered in the Circus Maximus. Now, that site is so incredibly important because the Circus Maximus is where they held chariot races for the uh, entertainment of the Roman populace, but even more significant, they tortured Christians and put them to death in the Circus Maximus for the entertainment of the Roman population. Nothing like putting a few Christians to death for a, a good entertainment for your wife and your husband and your and your your kids. <laughs> Just w- watch the, these lions be torn to pieces by. Uh, the gladiators or or by the the watch the Christians being torn together, torn apart by the lions for the entertainment of the populace. Fast forward two thousand years later, a hundred thousand charismatic Christians gathering together in unity, proclaiming Jesus is Lord. Now, that uh, theme of the Lordship of Jesus is one that every Christian, can say yes to. And there was a little bit of controversy in that because originally the theme of the conference that the charismatic the Catholic charismatic renewal wanted was to Jesus through Mary. Now, Pope Francis loves the Blessed Mother. He uh, has written elaborately and extensively on, on the beauty of the Blessed Mother. Um, 
and the year of mercy was dedicated and his evangelization efforts have been placed in the care of mother mary but pope francis realized if the theme of the conference is to jesus through mary that's another one of those contentious issues within the christian church the extremes within the protestant renewal would accuse uh, Catholics of worshiping Mary. Now, of course, that's balderdash, and Pope Francis realizes that. But he said, no, I, I, I want the theme to be Jesus is Lord, because that's something that every Christian can agree on. And his strategy for ecumenism is a pastoral strategy. Let's come together and let's celebrate what we hold in common. And then let's let our unity spill out into acts of charity and mercy as we look at um, so many people that are in need within our world. Every Christian can stand together in reaching out to the poor, to the needy, to the displaced, to the refugees, those who... And let's recognize, and Pope, this was one of the themes that Pope Francis echoed in his brilliant homily on that Saturday, and then he came back to it in the Mass on Sunday. He said, our enemies don't look at us and say, are you Catholic? Are you Orthodox? Are you Lutheran? Are you Evangelical? All they ask is, are you a Christian? And if you're a Christian, then they slit your throat. They could care less what denomination you are, because our enemies see us as one. It's we who see ourselves as as different. So Pope Francis said, let's come together and celebrate all those ways in which we can come together. And so he, uh, that was his strategy that let's hold this gigantic prayer meeting. And so in the Circus Maximus, where Christians were slaughtered 2,000 years ago, we come together under the theme of Jesus as Lord. It was this beautiful ecumenical celebration. And the result was the Protestant leaders, some of whom who were not so sure about Pope Francis, you know, I don't know about this guy, Pope Francis, whether he's whether he's really Christian or not. <laughs> and then they heard his, his address, and they saw this tremendous, joyful celebration of the Spirit. They, and the result was they were converted. Many of them who were kind of on the line and weren't so sure about Pope Francis, they said, Pope Francis, we're right with you. We're celebrating Jesus as Lord, and we recognize that we have to work together for this unity. In his address on uh, Sunday in St. Peter's Square, uh, Pope Francis talked about diverse, uh, reconciled unity. Yes, there are hard differences within the church, and Pope Francis didn't invite the evangelical leaders to celebrate unity. uh, to, to come to Holy Communion. And that was a sad, that was a sadness. That's part of the reality of the division. But he did I- invite them to recognize that there's diversity and unity, and both are created by the Holy Spirit. He, Pope Francis said, if we have simple uh, unity 
without diversity, then that's uniformity. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit are poured out in abundance. And the reality is, within this broken body of, of Christ, that there are different gifts that are highlighted. And we look at the evangelical community and the tremendous love that they have for God's Word, or their love for song and their ability to be able to lift up their hearts in praise and worship. That's something that we Catholics can, can learn a lot from. So Pope Francis was celebrating, yes, we need diversity, and yes, we need unity. If we have diversity without unity, that leads to chaos. We're going to take a little break now, and we're going to come back uh, after a few words from our sponsors and hear more about Pope Francis's inspiring words. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hello, I'm Father Matthew Phelan from the Order of the Blessed Virgin Mary of Mercy in Philadelphia. Catholic radio is vitally important in our day and age. Of course, many people try to draw truth from areas that are not presenting truth. Through Catholic radio, we can be in touch with truth, truth which is a very person, our Lord Jesus Christ. And through that person, we can find great strength to endure the trials which the Lord may ask us to endure while in this world. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Hello and welcome back. And if you've tuned in, you've been listening to Father Michael Sparrow, S.J., talk about um, his trip to Rome and his, his experience of attending the, the charismatic uh, rally and celebration of Eucharist with um, 100,000, some of whom were in evangelical and, and, and Italians and a, and a whole mix. And Father, it was t- 
totally, totally wonderful to hear what the Pope um, wanted through this, to, to strive for that unity that Jesus was talking about, that they may be one. Do you feel like this trip, this experience, was a little bit, a little step closer to what uh, St. John wrote about in Scripture, making us one, though the, so diverse, but we're one, really? The, there's no, no question about that, uh, Joan. Uh, I've been a Jesuit now for 49 years. I've been a priest for 39 years. And I've been to many different papal gatherings over the years, several different World Youth Days and, and papal audiences. The closest I've ever gotten in those events is to be one of s several thousand people, e even at the, at the masses, one, one of hundreds and hundreds of priests. But this, the irony of this is because I've been working ecumenically with different evangelical leaders around the country, Pope Francis invited them, and they in turn invited me. And so I was part of a small papal audience of just a hundred people. Pope Francis gathered us together in one of the audiences, audience rooms. He thanked the evangelical leaders, and I was with them. I was the only uh, Catholic priest among the group, uh, Cardinal Sunens from Vienna, or Cardinal... Um, uh, Christoph Schonborn from Vienna was there uh, and then Pope Francis said a few words of thanks and then he walked around the room and he personally thanked every one of the leaders so I got to shake hands and uh, uh, told Pope Francis that I was a Jesuit and then he looked at me and smiled and he said please pray for me uh, please pray for me uh. um, so his ecumenism is rooted in personal relationships, mm -hmm. and it's an ecumenism uh, from the bound, but from the from the bottom up. We need high-level talks to continue to resolve uh, our theological dif difficulties, but practically, what he's calling us to is a unity of prayer and action. Are there a relation? He. he has called the evangelical leaders to go back into their local communities and to reach out to Catholic priests and bishops in their areas to come together and to find ways that we can celebrate what we hold in common rather than arguing about what our differences are. That's beautiful. That's yes. really inspiring. I, I found it tremendously inspiring. Do you think that will happen? Are they all going to go home? And it it is happening. There's there's no question about it. And he's holding high level talks. He's brought a number of these evangelical leaders quietly to Rome, and then in closed door sessions. I, I can mention uh, this. I, I think without uh, betraying any confidence, with one of these ev evangelical leaders, uh, who's from Kansas City. Pope Francis met with uh, uh, this this leader, and then at the end of the of the of the meeting, and they talked for two hours. Uh, the leader asked Pope Francis to bless him and to pray for him, and then Pope Francis prayed a beautiful prayer for him. And then at the end of that, Pope Francis said, "And now me," and he pointed to his chest, mm -hmm. and the evangelical leader prayed for Pope Francis. Uh, that's just typical, I think. Everyone that was in that room was just blown away by Pope Francis's humility. Seems like he's a real Jesus figure. Well, when the 
uh, this has been widely reported when the cardinals gathered together in the Sistine Chapel and they were electing a new pontiff. What they said was, we want to come up with the man that we feel most embodies the spirit of Jesus within our time. Mm. And it was Pope Francis's, at that point, uh, Jorge, Cardinal Jorge Borgoglio's love for the poor mm. and his uh, leading by his action that so impressed the cardinals when they elected him as the new pontiff. And that's certainly been a, a theme that he's been echoing again and again. And at the same time, I you did mention that when it came time for communion, that the the Catholics were invited to partake and the Catholics and it, it was kind of limited to that to them. It was. Which so, is our po- church teaching, which is yes. as it should be. Yeah. So Pope Francis wasn't uh pretending that there was more unity there than is the case. But at the same time, he was saying, let's celebrate all of those areas that we can. And again, I've said this several times, but for me, it was the brilliance of this meeting. Let's come together in Pentecost, on, on Pentecost. Let's have this giant prayer meeting. All of us Christians can agree on the theme of Jesus is Lord. Catholic and evangelical charismatics can pray together in the diversity of the Spirit. So there was arm rave, and this is a little anecdote that I just love. You know, charismatics love to raise their hands and pray in tongues. So 100,000 charismatics, Protestant and Catholics, are praying in tongues and waving their hands. There were... Uh, many cardinals there and many bishops and their hands were folded very <laughs> politely. Not a single one of them would dare raise their hands or pray in tongues. But Pope Francis split the difference. He opened his hands and at the beginning of the prayer meeting, they were kind of low. By the end of the prayer meeting, they were moderately raised. They, they weren't that. way up there, but they were moderately r- raised. And uh, I it, love that. It, it was just... he. It, he sort of split the difference between sure. the bishops and the cardinals and the charismatics. Sure. So he's really very, very human. He's very Jesus-like. He's very... Very Jesus-like. Yes, very beautiful. Jesus. That's yes. wonderful. I love hearing this. Were you? Did you have a special feeling when you? he asked you to pray for him? What was that like? It's like... Well, I was impressed by his tremendous eye contact. You know, he looked every 100. Mm-hmm. There were 100 of us gathered together for that papal audience, and he went around the the room and he looked all of us in the eye and I just think that that's the way Jesus ministered to folks I can't imagine Jesus just looking away that Jesus's method of evangelization was so often his method of healing was certainly one-on-one he touched people there were intimate gestures he prayed for them he looked them in the eye and that's Pope Pope Francis's spirit it's very personal very humble uh, and very warm and gracious. What an extraordinary gift you received to be there and to encounter him like that. Well, that's what I, I keep saying this over and over again because to, to me it's just I've been in religious life now almost 50 years, a priest almost 40 years, and how do I meet the the head of the Catholic Church yeah. through working with evangelical leaders? <laughs> <laughs> that just tickles me no end. Well, and being a Jesuit, you know, yes. you you you're you're 
your horizons are are vast and you are expansive in your theology i'm you know and it's wonderful really it and it's so much a part of jesus's prayer in john's gospel chapter 17 father may they be one and in their unity then the world will know that truly i am who i say i am Mm. that's a tremendous responsibility for us that how will we evangelize we'll do that through our love for one another by our by our coming together and celebrating our unity Sure. sure and that let's recognize for the last uh, 400 years, that just has not been the case. I wonder, uh, we only have about four minutes left, and we have to pray for people who have written in, but uh, do you have a thought of how we could integrate this into our churches, how we could reach out more to our uh, our other brethren, yes, non-Catholic? Uh, yes, absolutely, in terms of uh, what Pope Francis lifted up in his Holy Saturday discourse is we need to proclaim Jesus is is, is Lord, uh, and we need to pray for a further outcoming of the Holy Spirit, and we, we need to be involved in social action. Mm-hmm. So let's find projects mm-hmm. uh, of reaching out to the poor where we can come together in soup kitchens and in yes. social action and political action of of programs that we agree on sure. let's hold prayer meetings like pope francis sure. uh, or, organized we can come come together uh eucharist would divide us but we can come together we can do bible studies t- together yeah um, we can pray for one another, yeah. and on a, and we can do bu- uh, pulpit exchanges, where we can hear wh- one another, uh, s- celebrate what we hold hold in common. That's, that's very. I I like that. I want to listen to this again after the show to just take it all in. But thank you, Father. And let me just say, you can go to the Vatican website and you can read Pope Francis's address for the Pentecost Vigil. And you can go to the Vatican website and you can read Pope Francis's words. We don't have time to... So, to, what is the website? Uh, it, well, if you just Google... Okay, uh, Vatican website. Uh, it's vatican.va. Okay. Vatican.va. Okay, that's or just, easy enough. Or just Google okay. Pope Francis' Pentecost. Two, two minutes left. We're going to pray. We have a couple of... We have a lot of prayer requests. Childhood friend of Father Jim Curtin, Bob, has fifth-stage cancer, melanoma of the skull. He just found out. And our own Meg, who works here, just found out that she's been ill a lot lately. They found a cyst on her liver. And so would you pray for them, Father? But also we have a number of prayer requests here. Everybody that sent an email, there's uh, Mr. Patrick, there's um, an anonymous pray for my family. There's all these prayer requests. Please pray to have enough sleep. Vlado and another person, Kieran, has a lot of family issues. So would you please pray for those people I mentioned first and include all of these other people, um, their intentions. And we only have a minute. Lord Jesus, we praise you and we bless you for all of these intentions and for another young man who's struggling with addiction who asked for our prayer request. Jesus, thank you for placing within our hearts the gift of faith. We place all of these good people in your hands. We know that you know what is best for them. Continue to encourage them, protect them from discouragement, 
Protect them from the influence of the evil one. May they grow stronger in their faith and continue to keep their eyes fixed on you. You who are the healer, you who are the Lord, you who want only what is best for them. Jesus, may your Holy Spirit surround them physically, emotionally, spiritually. Grant them the healing that they need to be able to proclaim you as Lord. Protect them from the evil one. Draw them into your heart of mercy. May they know your grace rests upon them. May you bless them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, this day and every day. Amen. And, the, and the, for the listeners too, Father, would you just And pray? for all of our listeners who have heard these words, Hail Mary, full of grace, bless them and protect them, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.